young Daniel, had been dating this woman for a few weeks. She agreed to come over to his apartment so that they could get to know each other better. After spending some time and playing Guitar Hero, they decided they should be intimate. Daniel had one condom remaining in his bedroom. He put that condom on. A few moments into intercourse, it broke. They were both responsible adults and decided it would be best not to continue to have unprotected sex. So, they found their way down the street to a Walmart where they went looking for contraceptives. Eventually, they found some and excitedly paid for them together, looking the cashier directly in the face, and then made their way back to Daniel's apartment. He put on a condom, and sex ensued. Soon, the young woman got on top. Daniel couldn't help but notice in the midst of her riding that her clitoris appeared to be halfway to his sternum. In shock, Daniel's immediate thoughts were, was this woman born a hermaphrodite? And he was unable to continue. He asked her to get off, and then they spent several minutes while he explained why exactly he no longer wanted to continue to have sex while keeping her huge clitoris to himself. The next morning, she wouldn't leave. Eventually, he managed to coax her out the door. Forty minutes later, she texted him, Hey, I'm over here with my friends. You should come meet us. And Daniel responded, Oh, you just left, so... I don't want this to feel like an obligation or anything. She was mad at Daniel's response. She told him that so early into their relationship, anything shouldn't feel like an obligation. They wouldn't make it. And Daniel knew as much, due to her enormous clitoris. My goodness, it has been a minute. Um, I wanted to take you guys through something that happened to me this past week. Um, I really don't feel like I have discussed it on the show, but I am going to give it to somebody to tell me whether or not I've given any pieces. However, the majority took place um, this week. So let's go back to when I started my job. I, uh, I'm sitting in my office one morning, and this older uh, Caribbean woman, and due to a past relationship, I know how fucked up it is to hold stuff against people that had nothing to do with it, but, like, I dated a Hawaiian, she cheated, Pacific Islander, she cheated, so not only would I never date another Pacific Islander again, but I don't have the greatest, um philosophy or thoughts about Pacific Islanders, especially because this girl was always talking about um, Hawaii like it was so great, and I'm like, well, go back, but I digress. So I'm sitting in my office this one morning, and I have maybe been like two, three weeks at my job. Uh, a receptionist walks by my office door. She says, good morning. I say good morning, but I am pretty naturally soft-spoken. So... She didn't hear me, and she decided to come back after walking past my office originally, and she stood in my door, and she's like, I said good morning. So, I look up, and if you know anything about me by now, I don't care nor appreciate 
um, that kind of behavior. Like, that's something that my mother would do, but my mother wouldn't do that because she raised me enough to know that's just going to piss him off and I'm not going to get what I want. Like, if I didn't say good morning to you in the first place, what is you coming back and basically demanding a good morning really going to accomplish? Other than like, yeah, I didn't say it. Go fuck yourself. But my response to her was, I said good morning. Kind of in that tone and louder because she didn't hear me the first time. So she takes it, kind of made like a face, like she didn't like my tone, and carried on. Something in me told me, you should tell your boss about that because I am management working in HR. And I was like, you know what, just in case she's feeling any kind of a way about that, let me get in front of it and let my boss know exactly what happened. And I did. Sure enough, a few days later, I believe uh, my boss was like, oh yeah, she mentioned it. More time passes. Now we're in like January, maybe February of this year. That was last May, maybe June. Now we're January, February, and we have some training that we require all of our employees to take. Um, basically just making sure that you're not an idiot and you're going to click on like phishing, spam, and all these other emails that all the hackers are trying to do people with. So anybody who hasn't completed their training within the time frame that I've given I send out these automated, they are templates that say like, hey, you have this training pass due and it'll list however many behind you are. So for some reason she gets it in her head that these are coming specifically from me. Like I'm going out of my way to send these to her. She calls me, I believe it was a Friday and she won't let me get through even the beginning of a sentence. Every couple of words that come out of my mouth, she starts talking. And it's that weird talking over people where I, I began and I'm trying to finish what I said. Even though I can hear that you're now speaking, I'm hoping that you'll stop so that you can hear the end of my sentence. She never stops. So we do that for like four or five minutes and eventually it just got to the point where I was like hey look you're not letting me speak and it's really frustrating did I mention this woman is much older than me that would be why the motherly references even though she's nothing like my mom were used before so she gets upset makes a remark about my age which I don't appreciate especially because I'm almost 40 I don't give a fuck how old you are, because if we're talking about the work world, I'm like in the middle because you're retiring at 65. Technically, you might start around 18 to 23. I'm like right there in the middle. So don't address me like I'm a 19 year old because you're not happy that I am somehow above you. And and I want to make this point very clear. I have been nothing but professional in the way that I've spoken to you. Never with disrespect. So after I told her that it was frustrating, she continues uh, interrupting me and we just get off the phone angrily.
That was like February. My boss goes on vacation in April. This woman and another woman who has equally stupid issues with me decided that when my boss came back, they were going to tell her how they felt about me. Now, I'll start by saying that where I work, the job security is ridiculous. Like, almost anything short of getting in a physical altercation or maybe just grabbing somebody by the pussy. If you don't do either one of those two things, the chances of you getting fired from where I work are slim to none. I hate it sometimes working in HR, but it's the beauty of where I work. And honestly, I wouldn't change it because I do like having that safety nest. Particularly, it's just difficult in my position. However, they decide to talk to my boss about their issues with me. So when my colleague tells me, oh, she says that she needs to have a serious conversation with you. First of all, I'm surprised because I'm like, what the fuck will we need to talk about? And then secondly, I'm like, what did I do? I'm going through the memory banks. Like, have I said anything, done anything? I don't. Because for the most part, I say good morning, good afternoon, and then I go in my office and I do my work. So finally, I discuss with my boss what we need to talk about. She tells me that she brought all this stuff back. Now, I want to point out when that old lady and I had our good morning, good afternoon thing, or the good morning interaction, for the next several months, we continued to say good morning and good afternoon to one another. So the fact that damn near a year later, she decided to bring that up to my boss, I was like, what? Is the most childish shit. And where I'm from, like the private sector positions that I've held prior to this one, going to somebody's boss means you're trying to get them in trouble slash potentially fired. So I was furious and I'm just like, well, I hope that she didn't change any opinion that my boss or the president had of me. My boss reassured me. However, just on principle, go fuck yourself for going to my boss. She said nothing to me. And I told my boss um, in April when it happened, I was like, I want you to know I will not be saying good morning, good afternoon, Merry Christmas, happy birthday. If it's not about work, I don't have shit to say to that lady anymore. And my boss understood, didn't make a big deal out of it. So time passes. I caught COVID like a month ago and I'm at home. We're having a, an all-staff meeting. During the all-staff meeting, my boss and the president are mentioning our HR team because we had just fired the guy, and I know I brought this up, fired the guy who... He didn't get in a physical altercation with somebody at work, but he, he got him out of his face while that guy was in his face by putting his like forearm against him and pushing him back. That was enough. I know, ridiculous, but that is what it is. So during the all-staff meeting, they're talking about HR, how you can go to them to avoid situations like that, if nothing else. And the old woman decides to speak out, and I can hear her, because I'm on the call through, you know, video chat, 
And she's like, well, what if we don't feel comfortable going to somebody in HR? So the other two, technically the only other one person in HR other than my boss is my partner. Clearly she's not talking about my partner who is all of four foot nine. Seemingly friendly though, she's not much friendlier than I am. And I'm the only person not in the room. It was clear to several people who were in that meeting and in that room, she was talking about me. And I thought that shit was so fucking disrespectful. <coughs> I wish that I would have like been filming my reaction because I was livid. I immediately texted my boss. The three of us need to have a conversation. You, me, and the old woman. And my boss calls me after the meeting was done and she was like, oh, you read my mind. You know, because we're not here to have these little tensions and passive aggressive shit. We're here to do our jobs. And I am here as a resource for the rest of the staff. So as pissed as I was, I need her to understand. If somebody grabs your breasts and honks it, like while you're walking into the office, you can come to me, even though we don't get along. You can come to me and I'm going to do my job because I'm a professional. It was clear to my president she was talking about me. It was clear to uh, another employee who's a janitor who came up to the president and my boss. He's had a lot of conversations with me because he has issues with his supervisor. And he was like, well, I don't know what she's talking about. And then he said a lot of nice things about me and about the conversations that we've had and whatnot. I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, even he knew she was talking about me. So we scheduled this meeting. And I'm glad that a couple of weeks passed because it took another week for me to like get clear of the COVID stuff. Plus, I had to go to uh, Atlantic City for something we're doing in September. Come back. I'm calmer. Not quite as angry, though. I will admit, during our meeting, I was shaking with anger at certain points. Um, here's how I thought it would play out. I thought I would go in there. I know now, because when I told my boss that I wanted to set the meeting... She basically let me know, like, you know, your management, we're holding you to a different standard, so you should be able to just say good morning and good afternoon. In my 20s, I would have fought that <laughs> and been like, nah, you don't understand. But in my late 30s, I understand. I'm not trying to put the money that I make in jeopardy over some shit like this. So I'm like, no problem. I will say good morning and good afternoon to her. What I really want is for us to come to some kind of an understanding about everything that's taken place. Right before we go into the meeting, I explained to my boss the line of questioning. And let me see if I can remember this perfectly. So I was basically going to ask her, hey, so do you feel like you can't come to HR if you have concerns? And then I wanted her to say, no, just you. And she did for the most part. Um, and then if that's the case, I wanted to bring up, there have been situations where she was sick and needed to leave early or because the reception team, there's three of them 
And they seem to take off a lot and call in sick a lot. But there are times when I have to go find coverage in a different department for them while somebody goes on their lunch break. And it's always just, okay, I'm on it, and I start communicating and trying to find somebody. So my point being, how can you interrupt an all-staff meeting and make it seem like I'm this unprofessional dude that you don't think you can come to when whenever you've had to come to me, it's been okay, or I've just gotten to work trying to help. It's never been questioning or anything difficult and whatnot. So that's where I wanted to start. And then run back through both sides of how we felt about the two, two, not more, two interactions that we've had in a little over a year that she decided to bring up to my boss. So the meeting starts. She agrees. She was talking about me, even though at first she tried to pretend like nobody knows. And I'm like, several people knew you were talking about me. And then we get to the heart of the issue, which she told my boss after she interrupted the all staff meeting to disrespect me. Yeah, it's because he won't say good morning and good afternoon to me. So I'm like, I, I don't understand why it was that important to her. I never will. Her whole conversation and side of that was, uh, well, I can't trust you because I don't know anything about you. And you know, when work call each other family, they do that a lot. They say, we're family, but we're dysfunctional. I hate that. Um, but her whole thing is like, well, we all treat each other like family. We don't hold grudges and this and that. And I'm like, I do all day. Fuck you. I didn't say that. Um, but I did tell her that I hold grudges. And I was like, you know, I'm not a very social person. So when you see me talk to people, you will generally hear me say, good morning, maybe how are you, and I keep walking. If they say something else, I'll stop and answer, and then I keep going. I don't stand and chit-chat. I would not be a water cooler person if we were back in the early 90s. And I don't think she quite understood it, but what I did find interesting was she continued, one, to try to tell me my place, like, well, you're in a leadership position, so blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm still a person. And I don't think I've ever disrespected you. And I feel like you heavily disrespected me at that all staff meeting. And I thought it was disrespectful for you to stand in your door or my door like you were my mother when you didn't hear me say good morning. And most importantly, well, no, no. I also thought it was disrespectful for her to continue to cut me off when we were having the conversation about training. But most importantly, you went to my boss and complained without saying a word to me. It's not even a chain command, chain of command type of thing. It's just about respect. You go to somebody if you have an issue. And if you guys can't solve it, then you take it to that person's supervisor, manager, boss, what have you. You don't just jump. That's zero to 100 where I come from. And then my boss and her tried to explain like, oh, well, you know, it's not like you were going to be fired for it. And I'm like, I know that. That's not what this is about. You went to my boss and tried to get me in trouble over some bullshit. And that's not okay at all. And then she continued to make comments about my age. 
And I wanted to, but I didn't. But I wanted to really just point out, because she kept calling me young repeatedly, like 10 times before I said something like, hey, I'm not that young. Like I've got a family, I've been working a long time. I'm not that young. Young compared to you, which is how she kind of tried to shrug it off because she's like, well, you're younger than me. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. You're talking to management. I don't give a fuck. And let's just imagine for a moment that on my side of the table, I kept calling her old. Well, I'm not that old. You're older than me. That would have been unacceptable. However, I understand I'm held to a different, you know, standard. But it really bothered me. And she kept talking about being tough. She's like, you shouldn't hold grudges. You should be tough. And this and that. She said tough. Almost as many times as she said young. To which I was like, hey, I noticed that you keep saying tough. I am tough. I'm not soft. And she's like, well, I'm not talking about soft like that or tough like that. And I was like, well, if you mean tough skin, I've got it. But again, she just kept insulting me the entire time that we were trying to have this meeting to figure everything out. And she kept uh, insinuating like that she needs to get to know me. And I'm like, you're never, never really going to get to know me. That's not how I work. I'm not going to talk to you about my family. I don't want to know about yours, which brings me to uh, a very funny part. And I recorded our whole conversation because it was like over an hour. I thought about putting it on here. I would have to do a lot of editing because a lot of names and other stuff flying around, but I'm going to be a good HR guy and I'm not going to fucking put that whole thing on here. Um, But she's talking to me about uh, her personal life. Now, my boss has already explained to me once when we got off that angry phone call about training, she was like, oh, she's got a lot of stuff going on with her family life and so that's probably what you you know I guess got the runovers of I don't care but my boss told me before that meeting she was like you know her mother's uh, not dyslexia Um, what is Alzheimer's whatever Alzheimer's is that and you know my great grandparents went through it I think I'm watching my grandmother go through it I get it Yet at the same time, that shit doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know you. I don't know your fucking mother. Fuck you. However, I knew that going into the meeting. So my boss is trying to, like, lighten everything and build some understanding and get some empathetic vibes going. So she's like, you know, um, this is what's going on with her, if you don't mind, that I share with him. And she doesn't go into... Dementia, that's the word that I was looking for. She doesn't go into dementia, but she just lets me know like all the strife going on with that and her mother and how nobody can really take care of her and this and that. This lady starts bawling. She's crying while my boss is giving it to me. And I wish you could have seen my face because it was gargoyle stone. And I just stared a hole in the woman the entire time that my boss was painting this story of sadness. She's crying. My boss steps out of the conference room for a couple of minutes trying to find her some tissue so that she can wipe her eyes and blow her nose. And I'm still just staring straight ahead, waiting for her to come back. No compassion, no empathy, no sympathy. Fuck you. But in the end, I knew 
it was really just about having the conversation and letting her know. Like, when I found out that she had complained to my boss, I said nothing, literally. I think I might have said thank you a couple of times when she spoke to me about something work-wise, but no good morning, no good afternoon, just you're dead to me. And I don't think that that was the right way to handle it. So I wanted to have a conversation and let her know, you know, this stuff bothered me, but I'm also not afraid to bring it right to you. And I would appreciate it if you treat me with the same respect. And if we have an issue, bring that shit right to my front door, please. So in the end, I think it was a a pretty worthless conversation because she just really wants to get to know me. And we went from months of not really speaking to one another to over the course of, because we met on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I want to say we spoke several times each day it kills me. It kills me to be fake and say good morning and good afternoon and pretend like I even remotely give a fuck about you when I got nothing but badness for you. I don't think she's a horrible person. She's just not for me. Um, but yeah, that was my little uh, adventure in HR. I'm sure there will be more, but I had to give you the goods. So... I know most of you are aware that the Mega Millions took place in the past like week or two and the jackpot was nuts. Yes, I did play twice. I spent 40 bucks on the Mega Millions hoping to get my billion. Um, The Washington Post put out this article and I guess I could put a link, uh, but the comments just tickle me. I just want to go through, like, a few of them because it's so funny, like, the thought process that we go through when we think that winning the lottery might be a real possibility. It just gives you the chance, and I saw someone, I don't think it was in the comments here, but someone said, really, when you buy lottery tickets, what you're paying for is the fantasy of winning the lottery. Like, and until you lose, you get that fantasy. So for a couple of days, you get to dream about, I would do this and that. And what's crazy is, I would still keep my job. I wouldn't quit because just sitting around and being rich and trying to find ways to entertain myself doesn't seem appealing to me. Buying a lot of, like, businesses, properties, stuff like that, while I silently just keep plugging away, that seems appealing to me. However, here are the comments, uh, some of them from this Washington Post article uh, about mega millions, billion jackpot winners and happiness. The first, and I guess most popular comment, nope, it's not the most popular. It says, first off, I wouldn't tell anyone. I would hightail it to a money manager, a chunk in my savings, and a chunk to set up trust funds for a few youngsters. Working with a manager, I would put some money into charitable organizations, go fuck yourself, anonymously, and dole out a few splurges to myself over the years. Maybe travel a little while I'm young enough and really do it right. But I don't need the headache of a beach house or anything fancy. Just being relieved from worrying about the future would be amazing. Just having it in the bank would be such a peace of mind. I'm old enough that peace of mind would be a precious gift in itself. Okay, I can't really disagree with anything that that person said. I just... I don't like the whole I would give to charity thing. I don't like it. You're trying to seem a little too cool. Can somebody just talk real to me? Winning a billion dollars being 70 would be kind of a waste. 
I would buy a couple of guitars I have never been able to afford, but have thought about. The only way to cope with massive amount of money is to create a foundation to control where it eventually goes. Ugh. I was with them in the beginning, like, yeah, a 70-year-old won that money. What the fuck? It's not even fair. Somebody young-ish needs to win that amount of money. Unless that 70-year-old has, like, a lot of grandchildren and whatnot to spread that wealth among. You can't see my hand, but I'm sprinkling like I would do with cheese on a pizza. Uh, okay. I already know what I would do. I have a spreadsheet. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I would keep 10 million, which is plenty for me. I'm already almost 60, goddamn, and have absolutely no interest in fancy houses or cars. I'd give the rest away to family and friends, which is basically what I was talking about, and 250k in the 529 accounts for all their children, right on. But most to charity, fuck you, 250 million dollars. While I think it would be nice to have no money worries, the very best thing about winning would be blessing so many people. I can't go on because there are a couple more sentences for fuck's sake. And then the other top one, and this is, I guess, where we are as a society, a bunch of hippies holding hands. Many people I've spoken to say that instead of a single $1 billion winner, would it not be better to have $1,000 million winners instead? That sentence is fucked up. 1,000 people whose lives would be transformed by receiving a million dollars. Sure. Sure. But this money, it was a lot of money. Can't we just get fucking stupid with it? Must everything be for the good? Can't someone out there just go slaves? I'd buy slaves. One guy goes, I won $2 by not buying a ticket. Shut your mouth. He should be slapped into unconsciousness. And uh, then the last comment that I will read says, The game should be restructured so the top rises won more frequently. Reducing the number of mega balls from 25 to 18 would help. Consumers have a right to participate in a lottery that pays out the top prize within a reasonable period of time. I suggest about 12 to 15 times per year. While I can't disagree with that person's mega ball philosophy, the only thing that I would say is that the jackpot doesn't grow if more people don't play. It grows faster when it gets that high because then people like me who refuse to waste a lot of my money on the lottery start going mm, and get a case of the gimmies. So that wouldn't really work in my mind. But uh, yeah, next time that anything jumps up to, I'd say they got my attention when we're above $500 million. Definitely when we get above $700 million. That's when I'm like, ooh. I got a lot of plans for that money. And I'm still sitting on these tickets. I haven't taken them and gotten them scanned yet from uh, the most recent one where apparently somebody won in some state nobody gives a fuck about. But I'm still hoping when they scan them, they're like, you won $25,000. And I'm like, oh, shit, get off me as I march my way out. Um, Atlantic City was good. I had a lot of fun, and it was a profitable night playing... Um, what was I playing? It's poker, but specifically Texas Hold'em. There we go. Um, and I can't wait to go back at the end of September because I plan on winning a lot more with Texas Hold'em. Ow! 
I'll talk to you guys a little bit later. And this was so easy. You know what? Maybe we'll do less Let's Watches. But we'll see. Let me know what you think. Pieces.